He's Texas only local news radio, 600 AM and 97.5 FM, KTBB. Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and with us this morning, Zoe Lawhorn, the Vice President of Development and Public Relations for Meals on Wheels Ministry Incorporated, serving six counties in East Texas, based in Tyler, 3001 Robertson Road. Lots to talk about today, Zoe. Good morning. As always, great to have you with us. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus, and In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. Zoe, I've lost track. I don't know how many times you or Mike Powell, your executive director, have been on the show with us. It's always great to hear what's going on with Meals on Wheels Ministry, and And there's a lot of old information that is always worth rehashing, but some new things to talk about as well. Let's start out with the basics, the background, basic information, how you got started, and mission, vision, goals, all those good things. Yeah, all that good stuff. Well, we were started right here in Tyler, Texas in 1973. Uh, It was a combination of people, but particularly members of the church body, you know, uh, people from first Christian Church. That's really where we began, and uh, a couple other members of the Ministerial Alliance at that time. And they were noticing among members of their own congregation this trend where you know elderly people were having trouble getting food. Uh, they were having trouble, you know, trans- finding transportation probably to church, you know, and other things that they would normally do. And you know, this at that time was kind of going on nationally. And governments were starting to partner with community organizations like churches uh, trying to figure out how to fix this. Um, You know, it's a simple thing, but it's also something that can become so serious that an older person may have to move into some type of long-term care if they can't find, you know, proper nutrition. Um, So the church decided to start a Meals on Wheels program after touring some others in other parts of the state. And at that time, uh, those of you who've lived here long enough remember first cafeteria, uh, but the church would go. They identified, I believe, 15 people that we started that first year, and they picked up the meals from first cafeteria and delivered it directly to the doors of the clients in much the same way that we do today. Of course, you know, now things have evolved to the point that uh, we're serving 3,000 people every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in six counties across East Texas, and we prepare all 3,000 meals every day right in our central location in Tyler. Okay. This all started in 1973, so 44 years on, and serving Greg Henderson-Smith, Van Zandt, Upshur, and Wood counties, just for the record. Mm-hmm. and. Elderly and disabled people. I think a lot of people tend to think of it, and probably most of your clients are elderly, but it's elderly and disabled individuals who really don't have any good access to a nutritious daily meal otherwise. That's right. All right. What do you serve? You've come a long way from Furs Cafeteria. I don't remember Furs, but I'm sure they served really good food, but you don't do it that way anymore. How is the food prepared? What are the meals like, and how do you determine your menus? Which, by the way, are very good. I've had a chance to sample a few of them from time to time. They're great. We have, uh, of course, you know, we have to uh, make certain regulations that are set or requirements that are set by the state and federal governments, you know, from whom we receive funding uh, as far as dietary restrictions and things like that for the mm-hmm. food. So that's kind of where we start. We have a dietitian that comes in and designs our menus. We meet quarterly um, to change the menus up and to, you know, take things off that weren't really that popular and to put things on that we think might be better. Um, and they're designed to meet one third of the RDA, the, the recommended daily allowance for the 
type of clients that we serve, which are typically, as you said, elderly uh, clients, sedentary clients, um, and they are designed to be uh, meet a heart healthy diet. Uh, they're low sodium. We don't really add sugar to anything, uh, so they're uh, good for diabetic people who have diabetes. Um, and we really just try to make sure that there's a good variety of things so that uh, no matter what you like, there's going to at least be a few days that week that you're really happy with what is served. I mean, you can't always make everybody happy all the time, but um, we work really hard too. We send a client survey out every year, and we really do pay attention to that. And if, if we notice that there's something that people don't like, we take it off the menu. Zoe Lawhorn, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Zoe's the Vice President of Development and Public Relations for Meals on Wheels Ministry of East Texas. And again, as you've done in the past, you've graciously provided me with a menu, and my mouth is watering as I look over some of this material. Uh, let's just kind of get an example of some of the meals that you've served in the last uh, few days and that you're going to be serving a little bit further down the line. Chicken strips, turkey tetrazzini, diced orange chicken... Good old meatloaf and sloppy Joe in yeah. there too. Smoked sausage. It's a very interesting variety, and it goes from uh, feeling like you're in mom's kitchen to feeling like you're out at a really fancy restaurant. Lemon pepper chicken thigh, uh, Parmesan chicken, Salisbury beef, Swedish meatballs. Just keeping up that variety, and of course that quality, and of course meeting the necessary regulations. All part of the picture. Right. It all all works together to what you see in front of you. Okay. Uh, the importance of volunteers. This is just really, really key to what you do. Let's just kind of give folks a basic rundown of what volunteers do, how much you need them on a day-in, day-out basis, and what they're responsible for, and maybe um, put some bugs in some folks' ears about uh, maybe volunteering as drivers or doing other things for Meals on Wheels. Sure. Uh, volunteers are really the cornerstone of our organization and always have been. Um, just to put it kind of in a big picture, we estimate that volunteers save our organization over $750,000 a year. Uh, that's because of labor savings, savings in fuel and vehicle costs. Um, and it's just really a special experience. You know, I've volunteered in a lot of different capacities. And sometimes you can volunteer and maybe you don't feel real connected to the organization. You know, I've done some things where I'm stuffing envelopes and, you know, I feel good about doing it, but I don't mm. really have any connection, you know, with what their ultimate mission is. Yeah. But at Meals on Wheels, you really and truly have that person-to-person -person connection with the very people we're serving. Um, when you become a volunteer for us, um, the job is pretty basic and consistent throughout. You come to the center that's in your location. I'd also like to stress that we need volunteers all over our six-county service area, not just in Tyler. Mm -hmm. So anyone that can hear this, there's a Meals on Wheels near you that could use your help. But you just drive over to your uh, center around 1030 or 11 that morning. Uh, you pick up your meals. We have routes that are designed to last anywhere from 45 minutes all the way to an hour and a half. So we will put you into a route that fits your needs and your schedule. If you only have 45 minutes to give, we can accommodate that. But if you have a little bit more time, we can do that too. So you'll pick up your meals. You'll probably have on average 10 um, when we, our complete meal has the actual tray, it also has a quart of milk, and it has a fruit and a bread. So everybody just kind of 
collates all those together in the way that they want to pass them out. Uh, you hop in your car and you hit the road. We've got amazing directions. Um, Hannah Thompson designs our route sheets right now, and they really are just from the minute you leave the parking lot until you're finished with your last stop, you have every little uh, piece of information you need. Okay. Now, if people want to volunteer and be drivers, mm-hmm. they're there's a lot of information on your website, and that is www.mowmet.org. I always say it looks like Malmed, if that Malmet. makes it easier to remember. <laughs> That's what we say. Okay, and also a couple of phone numbers here. 903-593-7385 is the phone number for general information, and 1-800-451-2912. You can call either of those two numbers or... Use the online contact form at www.malmet.org. Also, everything we're talking about today, as is usually the case on this program, you can get a lot more information from the website. I believe you told me earlier the website is in the process of being updated. If you have any questions about anything or need clarification, just do that. Call either of those two phone numbers or use that online contact form at uh, mowmet.org. Also, there are a couple of people that you might want to contact directly, and that is going to be um, Donna Anderson or Debbie Zia. They That's are right. the ones who coordinate the volunteers, and I'm kind of guessing that they get more than their share of those phone calls. You can also email them. That information's on the website as well. Right. Oh, yeah. We get phone calls all the time. Um, we have an amazing group of volunteers, and I would just kind of close that that topic by saying that you know, the experience of being a volunteer is so rewarding, and we hear that all the time from our volunteers. They have very strong, committed relationships with their clients. You know, they see them every day. And for so many of our clients, that volunteer may be the only person that they see on a, on a you know, reliable basis. And so they become really important to them, you know. And um, I was speaking with one of our volunteers yesterday, and we were kind of going back over how his route has changed over the years because mm-hmm. he's been doing it for so long uh people have you know it's changed unfortunately people do pass away they move into nursing home care and uh you know he was just kind of thinking about all the the memorial services that he's been to and going to visit people once they move into a you know different type of facility but you know the the message in that is how important he had become to those clients and um uh, how fortunate it is that he was able to provide that type of friendship for them. Mm -hmm. Not only friendship, but as we've mentioned many times before, safety. Mm -hmm. Uh, The drivers are actually responsible for checking on their clients on a daily basis. How are you doing? Is there anything I can do to help? Every now and then, and you'll see it in the news, there will be a story about an emergency where somebody's life may have been saved by a Meals on Wheels volunteer. And I would direct people to the FAQs on your website, uh, malmet.org, M-O-W met.org things like how long does it take to deliver a route we've already covered that can i involve my children yes you may do you have to be available every day no i think the flexibility piece is an important part of this you'll work with your drivers we really will you know i think a lot of people sort of hesitate to call us because they can't come every day and they worry that that uh, that they really aren't able to do this but the truth is you can come once a month if you want we have plenty mm-hmm. of people that drop in once a month they do it 12 times a year and we love them because they are care you know that's a day that we don't have to worry about that route and we have people that come in every day but you know don't let that worry you 
give the time that you have, we will plug you in somewhere. If you don't have, um, you know, any real specific needs, but you'd like to be available, we always love to get uh, substitute drivers. You know, and that's somebody that doesn't have a dedicated route, but if like let's say two or three volunteers cancel randomly on a Tuesday morning. We go through our list of substitute drivers and ask them if they can come in. Uh, If they can, they say yes, and they pop in and they do the route that day. So that's a great way to be involved without really having to be committed to a set schedule. Okay. You don't even need a car. You can volunteer with a friend who has a car. That's right. (laughs) It's a combination of volunteers and paid drivers, I believe, Mm -hmm. that take care of your routes. Is that correct as well? That's correct. Okay. And uh, any questions? Again, 1-800-451-2912-903-593-7385 or go to the website mowmet.org or um, contact the volunteer coordinators, Debbie or Donna, directly. You can get that information from the website as well. Other volunteer opportunities. Uh, Are there other ways people can volunteer? There are we actually can use office help from time to time. We have a couple people that come in um, and help us just do, you know, little typical administrative functions. Uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but we have another program called Meals for Pets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, through that program, we deliver food to our clients to help them take care of their household little dogs and cats. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the things that you have to do to make that work is you have to transfer dog food from these huge 50-pound bags into the five-pound Ziploc bags that we use to deliver the food. So that's a kind of a stinky volunteer opportunity. Mm. <laughs> Your dogs will love you after you're done, but you can uh-huh. do that anytime. Um, and then, you know, just co- give us a call. We'll try to find something for you if that driver position doesn't work for you. Yeah, right. And, of course, you can always donate. You can make a fam- – uh, there's uh, you may help by making a financial or an in-kind contribution. Mm-hmm. And uh, easy to find out more about that on the website, how right. you can uh, be involved as a donor as opposed to strictly a volunteer. Uh, I want to move on here. We may come back to this a little bit later on. There might be some things that pop into my head. But uh, one of the things that – and we did a news story with you about this two or three months back. Very interesting program, and it's really added an important element to your services. Sunrise Senior Servings. That's this is your right. breakfast program. Just kicked off in February. I understand mm-hmm. it's off to a rousing start. Works a little bit differently from your regular once-a-day meal deliveries. But tell us about that. Yeah, this is something that I'm – We really all are so proud of. Um, We've got an incredible board of directors. They're volunteers, just like, you know, everybody else that works for Meals on Wheels. And um, we started working on a strategic plan in 2016. And, you know, if you're in the nonprofit world, you kind of hear that strategic plan and cringe. Mm. (laughs) Because a lot of times it's just a big bulky document that sits on a shelf somewhere and you never look at it again. And you're Uh just glad when you're done writing it. But uh, these Uh, directors had such great vision for our organization and one of the key projects that we put forward was a breakfast program and you know this really just is something that answers the the question that nobody really wants to be asked which is what do your clients do for food for the rest of the day you know it it's nice to send them lunch but what if that's the only meal they're getting every day and even worse what do they do over the weekends Mm. and you know we all have had that kind of moment of despair when you knock on somebody's door on Monday morning and you know they're very hungry because they really didn't have what they needed over the weekend. Um, So the breakfast program helps. Um, It's real simple. We have uh, boxes of breakfast items. They're non-perishable. It's typical things you would think of like a 
cereal. Uh, there's a quart of milk, two quarts of juice, dried fruit. You know, the contents can range, but there's peanut butter. Sometimes there's granola. Uh, you know, just kind of your very basic breakfast type foods but you know these types of foods are very nutritionally dense and it gives a seven day supply we drop it off once a week we have a paid driver that does this Kim Kelly he's does all kinds of things for us but he also delivers the breakfasts once a week and of course right now we're just in Smith County we're growing the program uh, but you know very soon we will be uh, serving breakfast throughout our six county service area and I really just wanted to take a moment to thank two of the funders that made this possible we received a grant a, a significant grant from the Women's Fund um, this year they saw the need um, just to give you an idea of how big the need is when I wrote the grant um, I thought we would have somewhere around 30 people who qualified for funding from the Women's Fund mm -hmm. you know they give money to support women in Smith County right um, I just wrote my grant update for them and we're serving 80 Whoa. women in Smith County just within three months you know of starting the program uh -huh. so we're already seeing you know an exponentially larger demand for this than what we really thought we might have um, you know it's it makes sense to suspect that that will be true throughout our entire service area uh, the East Texas Food Bank also uh, gave significant funds towards this project and we're also buying the breakfast foods from them so it's in just an awesome community partnership uh, we feel so good about it we feel like it addresses something that our clients really need you know this is something that any client can ask for uh, there is um, you know the criteria is just that you need it you know we we know that there are clients out there that need it they don't have any other sources of nutritional support and so um, that's how we're you know we we know enough about their situations to know if they if they need the program talking to zoe lawhorn this morning on in focus zoe with meals on wheels ministry of east texas i'm john sims uh differences in how the meals are delivered the breakfast meals are delivered all at once once a week on a wednesday and uh, they will last you through the week and they're delivered by a paid driver who doesn't operate quite the same way as the other drivers mm -hmm. it's just really kind of a quick stop and if there's any kind of an emergency, that person will alert the proper authorities. But it's not the same kind of a full-fledged safety check that you get with the uh, regular drivers. And that's just a, a point of information mm -hmm. and clarification for anybody who's wondering about how that aspect of the Sunrise Senior Servings works. Mm -hmm. But you say it's going well, and what, 375 people or so already right. on it? Okay, Just within the first few months. So we're excited about it. This is something, too, uh, that can last into perpetuity because this type of meal um, qualifies for reimbursement grant money from the Texas uh, Department of Agriculture. Mm -hmm. uh, so really, once we get it off, uh, you know, for the first year, we, we've got funding in place going forward. So we look forward to this being a part of what we do for a long time. Super duper. And you mentioned Meals for Pets a minute mm -hmm. ago. Well, you, you did a good job of covering the basics. I know that's um, done through uh, Pets for People, our that's good right. friend Gail Helms. Anything you wanted to add about how that works? Well, I just like to talk about it. You know, we those of us who are animal lovers know how important our little pets are to us and i yeah. i can tell you that if i had one meal a day and i was having trouble feeding my my little animal we would be sharing the meal mm. and we know that our clients do that we that that's something that we've observed across the country you know meals on wheels organizations talk about this and how to fix it 
And so um, this is a completely donation-based project. There is not a budget line item for it. So if you have a heart for pets, um, you know, not everybody has a heart for elderly people, but you might really understand what it's like to be a person that relies on that little animal for companionship. Maybe you have a heart for animals. So, you know, think about our clients and those little, those little animals that could use some help. But uh, that's easy as dropping off a bag of dog food at Meals on Wheels. So that can, you really can't get any easier than that. And um, we are grateful so much to Gil Helms. Um, you know, they're part of their mission is to keep pets at home and this is just a great way for us to help them do that because you you know a lot of elderly people end up having to surrender their little animals because mm-hmm. they can't take care of them anymore um but it's just an awesome program our volunteers love it they feel good about being able to give that support to the clients and uh, we feel good about it because we know that those uh, little animals provide such great companionship uh, they give our clients you know, a reason to get up in the morning and something to take care of and to receive such love from. So it's really one of, it really goes to my heart. It's one of my favorite programs that we have. Mm-hmm. And I, I should tell. give Debbie Zia, you know, she was a volunteer for Meals on Wheels and Pets for People. Uh-huh. It was probably seven or eight years ago. And she and Gail came up with the program back then uh, because mm-hmm. she'd observed some of her clients that didn't have enough food for their animals. So it's really great to see that come together and be growing and be successful. Uh, that is available to all of our clients in East Texas. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of them, and uh, you're going to be getting more. But a lot of people don't really understand how to qualify mm-hmm. and get registered and signed up for Meals on Wheels. Let's kind of go through that. Well, in a way, it sounds complicated, but it's really just as easy as giving us a phone call. Um, we have clients who qualify for Meals on Wheels for all kinds of reasons, and there's all kinds of different steps to to finding out how you would qualify. But uh, basically what you would do is you would give us a call. Cynthia Jackson's our caseworker in Tyler. Um, if you're not living in Tyler, you'll talk to your site manager in that location. But uh, we would talk to you, ask you some general questions. It's considered a pre-assessment. Um, and we will figure out what program you qualify for. I've kind of mentioned this, but we receive state and federal funding. Uh, We also have programs that are funded through Medicaid. So uh, we just kind of figure out which one of those you might qualify for, and then we'll go forward with a home visit and get everything going. Um, There are clients that pay for their meal service. You know, we have clients that Mm. own their homes. They, you know, financially, they're fine. Uh, They just can't get in and out of their house. They have a hard time. They can't, you know, stand up for very long, so they really can't prepare food. Um, So they pay for the service entirely. Uh, That's an option. And then we have clients who might pay for a certain percentage because they do have some financial ability to contribute towards it. Mm -hmm. So there's just all kinds of ways, and uh, it just takes a phone call call us we'll do the work and figure out how you fit in all right and that phone number 1-800-451-2912 or 903-593-7385 those are the two basic phone numbers that people need to remember you can also go to the website mowmet.org and uh, you mentioned that you have uh, sites in each of the six counties that you serve if you want to know where your site is just same thing just make that phone call check online and Mm -hmm. um, you can get all that information that you need um, funding. Uh, there's been a little bit of misinformation that's been going out. There's been some recent news about funding cuts to Meals on Wheels, and uh, and fortunately, that does not affect you. So let's just kind of clear that up for folks that may still be a little confused about it. Yeah, you know, that was a big, huge. I started getting phone calls, and 
Um, you know, in a way, it was really a positive experience for all of us because the news that, uh, just uh, c to clarify, it was, it was a cut for the, or proposed cut for the Community Development Block Grant. You know, mm -hmm. this is something that the Trump administration announced. Um, it was a proposed cut. It hasn't happened yet. And for us, we don't currently receive funding from that particular grant, so it wouldn't have affected us. But the reaction from the public and from the community was so so encouraging to me because it people were horrified. You know, we were getting phone calls. People were upset. Um, and, you know, to anybody who might still be worried about that or concerned, this is a perfect time for you to advocate for us. If Meals on Wheels is important to you and you want it to be important to our legislators, um, we have some wonderful representatives in East Texas who would respond if you called them or if you sent them a letter or an email letting them mm -hmm. know. Um, you know, Louie Gomert has always been supportive of Meals on Wheels. Uh, Brian Hughes is supportive of Meals on Wheels and uh, has always been kind and gracious to us and worked with us in the past. You know, those are just two people that you could talk to and let them know, and they'll advocate for us. Um, going forward, you know, there's news of Medicaid, you know, pretty substantial cuts being uh, proposed for Medicaid. And, uh, you know, I guess the best thing to say is what Mike says. Mike Powell's our president and CEO. Nothing's happened yet. And even if something does happen, our commitment is to remaining steadfast for our clients. Um, the last thing I would want is for a client to worry uh, watching the late night news that their meal might not be there tomorrow. Um, we're committed to getting that meal to them no matter what happens at the federal or state level. Um, you know, and that's something that you mentioned earlier, but that's why uh, private donations are so very important. Um, mm -hmm. Even though we do receive substantial funding right now, um, it, it only makes up a little over 50% of our budget. Uh, the other 50% we have to raise uh, from individuals, from foundations, churches, businesses, corporations. So that gift is very, very important. It goes directly to serving our clients and um you know, I would just encourage people. A lot of people don't they don't have time to volunteer, and um, it may not really be their thing. You know, I understand that. It's it's not for everybody. Some people don't really want to see the need. You know, it's too hard. But you can write a check and make a huge impact on someone's life. You know, twenty five dollars mm -hmm. provides a week's worth of meals. So wow, um, it's easy to make an impact from afar if you'd rather do it that way. But um, you know. I guess I would just sort of close that whole uh, line of speaking with just an encouragement to our clients that we really are dedicated to fulfilling their needs. And we've made it through really horrible federal budget cuts in the past, and we'll continue to forge along. Mm -hmm. Speaking of forging along, just recently, and this isn't going to go away anytime soon, the tornadoes that yeah. tore through Rains, Henderson, Van Zandt counties, mm -hmm. especially the community of Canton, you actually had a shutdown the uh, first work day after that weekend, but it speaks highly of Meals on Wheels about how you were able to get back on track and get things rolling again and do your part to try and get life as back to as close to normal as possible mm -hmm. for these folks who have been really devastated by these storms. Yeah, we suspended delivery in Vanzette County on Monday, um, you know, and that's after calling and finding out that they just weren't going to let us down the roads. Um, but what we do, we, we know there's going to be days like that. I mean, this is East Texas. You don't know if it's going to hmm. ice over or be 90 degrees some days. So um, at the beginning of the fall every year, we deliver two 
shelf-stable meals. These are filled with non-perishable foods right. uh, for the clients to use on days like that when we can't make it. Hmm. And, um, you know, we deliver literature with those, just kind of instructing the clients, you know, make sure you hang on to this in case there's a day that we can't get there. And um, so that's what our clients did that day. And by Tuesday, we were up and running again. All right. Very good. Getting down close to the end of the show and um, any special events or activities coming up that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, we have our, uh, this is kind of one of our favorite times of the year, but we have our volunteer appreciation event coming up on May 19th. It's for current volunteers, um, and we have it at Meals on Wheels, and it's just a lot of fun. We provide lunch for the volunteers, and we hand out T-shirts and this year insulated tote bags. It's just a way of us to say, way for us to say thank you. And uh, local restaurants donate uh, food to the to the event so that we're able to serve our uh, volunteers, but keep our costs low. And of course, we have sponsors of the event, and um, it's just an awesome time to get together and enjoy. Um, some company and some fellowship with some people that we we really are pretty close to. You know, it's a it's a it's like a little family over there. Mm-hmm. Meals on Wheels Ministry of East Texas, three thousand one Robertson Road. If you know where the food bank is, Meals on Wheels just a couple of doors down. One eight hundred four five one twenty nine twelve nine zero three five nine three seven three eight five for more information, or you can use that online contact form or just uh, browse that website www.mowmet.org. New program is Sunrise Senior Servings, mm-hmm. the breakfast program. Uh, keep checking that website for updates as well, because I know you're going to be getting things up to speed very soon, as it is right now. Just a lot of very, very helpful information on that website. I checked. I know. Meals on Wheels Ministry. We've been talking to Zoe Lawhorn with Meals on Wheels, serving the community since 1973. Average of 3,000 clients living in Gregg, Henderson, Smith, Van Zant, Upshur, and Wood Counties. It hasn't been just Tyler and Smith County for a long, long, long time now. But um, I guess that's really about it. Uh, again, 1-800-451-2912 or 903-593-7385 for more information. Zoe Lawhorn, Vice President of Development and Public Relations for Meals on Wheels Ministry, Incorporated, our guest this morning on In Focus. Thanks so much for dropping in and getting us up to date. Well, thank you for having me. You bet. Zoe Lawhorn of Meals on Wheels, Ministry of East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. It's been a pleasure, of course, as always. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you again next week on In Focus.